Blog Talk Radio.
The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, The Empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for showtimes and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the Empire speaks, the Empress listens. mercy lord have mercy i hope you can hear me everything seems to test me in this last 24 hours i have been tested like super super tested i haven't watched the news and i haven't done it on purpose but of course i'm on facebook and i see everything that's on there i see everything that's on instagram i'm on twitter so I see everything that's on there, and it's just uh, 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 so much happening in the world that it's depressing. So I try not to inundate myself with those type things, but, you know, you can't help it. Tonight's show is not about a lot of those things, but it's just some things that I just needed to talk about uh, before we got started with the show, particularly these new threats that are happening with predominantly black colleges, Howard University in particular. Ever since the president of the Missouri University of Missouri stepped down, uh, there have been threats, uh, verbal threats, online threats, actual threats. I don't know how serious uh, on that campus, but they're not taking it lightly because two people have already been arrested, one Hunter Park and another Connor Stottlemyre. And it's just un- interesting to me that people would take the time to make these types of threats uh, online uh, in type. Uh, whether or not they're actually willing to act on those, you know, you never know. You cannot trust people are just talking. Uh, this is not the first time people have been uh, arrested for saying something that is out of order uh, online, and I'm sure that it's not going to be the last time. People say things, well, people type things that they necessarily would not say in person. So I think that is taken into consideration with the gravity of everything that's happening in the world, nobody's taking a chance anymore. And I don't blame them. I feel like it's horrible for people to to, to deal in such ways. And um, I don't say anything that you don't mean. Pretty much don't post anything that you don't mean. And um, that's just the way it goes. Uh, in other news, this damn sandwich guy, I call him the sandwich guy because I think that's what he is. He is the sandwich guy, Jared Ogle. Okay, now we know this is not new. This is not brand new. We knew that he was messing with children. We know that he has been under surveillance for a long time, but the particulars as to what he was um, in jail or accused of, you know, I don't think everybody understood the gravity of that. I can't speak for everybody, but I can tell you about me. I had no earthly idea that he was doing some of the things that he's been accused of doing. It's it's, kind of sick to me. It's, It's more than just sick. It's, it's really ridiculous. Uh, they have now released some of the video, not video, 
but the audio tape of his solicitation to minors. And this was done not just outright to the minors, but in cohort with a supposed parent. Now, the supposed parent is a radio talk show host herself. She interviewed him during his reign, during his uh, subway campaign and his express uh, weight loss. So he, he, she wanted to know more about the man in that realm. And in that interview, she learned some things that she said were just concerning to her. It was so concerning that she has worked in cohort with the uh, police investigation to him, and they followed him for several years. This was a nut. This is a nut case. And some of the video, um, I keep saying video, because I'm waiting for my computer to come back up, but some of the audio, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You can actually hear a grown man getting a rise out of the planning on you know, taking advantage of children um, with another adult. And I, I, for the life of me, I can't understand what brand of a beast uh, that type person is. It's like I, I, could, I couldn't myself believe that someone could actually uh, make plans in that gravity with another person concerning a child. But nothing in this world that hasn't been thought of uh, has probably not been actuated on. And that, that's the sad part about it. It's hard to even imagine some of these things in, in, in these days, but anything just about goes. Uh, I didn't write this particular one down, but there was a, there were two school teachers who were this week also released from their job, uh, two African-American teachers, I might add, uh, were released from their jobs because they refused to address a child who left on a Friday as a little girl, but returned on the Monday as a little boy. Now, the parents of this child, uh, and we're talking preschool age, we're talking a six-year-old child who is now claiming to, by the parents and by the child uh, themselves, to be transgender. And, of course, I do not I do not sexually bash. I think people can do whatever the hell they want to do. I also think that what a person is is inside of who they are, and it's something that is going to be there regardless of what I have to say. It's just the truth. Now, with that being said, though, I don't think that it's, uh, the responsibility of everybody in the world to have to get on board with some of those things. My computer finally just came up, so maybe I can just shut up about some of this blab stuff and introduce you to the show tonight. But some of those issues this week were just like, really? What is that? Is this really happening in our world? And yes, it is. It is 2015. We still are filled with hate. We still are filled with separation. And um, I think that we need a little bit more love. You know, we're going to talk about love in a way. Or we're going to talk about relationships most of all, because I think a lot of the times we have said on the show over and over and over again, you know, um, women and men want relationship. Women and men want to have a, a relationship that is at least uh, working, functioning, that's healthy, that's uh, progressive. Uh, everybody's not meant for marriage, but everybody, I think, wants someone. I have a special guest on tonight, Mr. Lawrence. Are you there? Can you hear me? I am here. Thank you, Mr. Lawrence, for coming on tonight to kind of go back and forth with some of the callers that are going to call in. We had a couple people who said that they would call in 
Uh, one, uh, Mr. Detroit, he's going to call in and, and share some things with us. But before we get started, I just wanted to know if, because we've kind of had shows that are very similar to tonight's show. We've had shows about why uh, single people are single. We've had shows as to why people inside of relationships don't function well, but we're getting all the way down to basic differences between women and men. And I think for most women, they would actually say that they know the difference between, you know, they know what a man is. They know who he is. They know how they are, how they function and that sort of thing. And I actually learned a little bit from an article that I read uh, concerning this topic. Mr. Lawrence, being a man, um, yeah. let's just flip it. <laughs> being a man, if we, if we were to flip it and say, do you totally understand what it is to be woman? Um, I think is a fair question just to start, just to just to kind of bat it back. Because I thought I knew what a man was and, and what they are and what they need, but I was wrong. I think I was wrong. What do you think about women? I would say I understand, I would say 100% that I understand the woman's psyche, spiritually and physically. And that's because of experience and because of being well-read, um, and listening to um, a lot of women conversate, and a lot of times through the conversation, you start to learn a tidbits on what they like and what they do not like and what things turn them on and what things do not turn them on. So I would say I understand them 100%. I'm confident in that. If there's something I don't know, it's probably a, var- a variation of something from what the truth is. Okay, okay. Because I, I, I don't know. I didn't expect that anybody would actually say, you know, I don't know. But I, I actually uh, posted this in one of my sister groups, and one of the ladies said, I absolutely don't know. And, and the thing about it is, is I think a lot of women mistake uh, the ability to seduce a man or the ability to get a man's attention with understanding who he actually is, and is that the same on the reverse for you? Is that your 100% um, of understanding, Mr. Lawrence? Because I, I didn't expect you to say 100% now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, well, I think it's because of understanding the, um, like I said, understanding the psyche, what the woman needs, like mm-hmm. versus just the physical side of it, just understanding what a woman needs. To make her feel, to make her feel fulfilled and being a woman. There's certain things uh-huh. that a man can do that makes a woman feel fulfilled in her womanhood and in her femininity. Um, uh-huh. A lot of people don't take the time to learn that or to listen or pay attention, which you can do. There are, there are common things you can do, but every woman is unique. But there are common things uh-huh. that, are th- that are a common thread with women that uh-huh. uh, that are there. And, yes, I just had one of my girlfriends text me, said, he said 100%, yes, honey. He said 100, 100 with the little, what is it, the uh, percentage mark. He said 100%. And I'm going to say I probably, after I read some of these things, I think I probably, I'm serious, I think I probably knew maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, I wouldn't even say 40%. I think I knew that some of these things, <laughs> some of these mm-hmm. uh, knowing things, uh, maybe about 35%, maybe mm-hmm. about 35%. I don't want to say 40 because that's really close to 50% because I think that the <laughs> evidence is in, 
I'm serious. I think that I, if I knew better, then I would have a better average with regard to dating. I mean, I've been single for almost six years, and not that I was actively looking, but I think I've gotten some things absolutely wrong, and I think a lot of the ladies may be uh, interested and maybe uh, actually made aware that we're expecting some things that are just not there. Now, before I get too long-winded, I want to go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Detroit. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? I can Hello, hear you can fine. You hear yes, I can hear you. I can hear you great. Now, I asked Mr. Detroit particularly to give me three uh, things that uh, women absolutely get wrong. And I actually posted this online and got all kinds of uh, questions. And, of course, it had the three-letter word in it. Everybody wants to think uh, sex when you uh, talk about men. And they both have three letters, but... I think there's probably more to that now. If that's what your answer is, that's, that's fine. But, Mr. Detroit, share with us the, the, the top three things that you think uh, women get absolutely wrong about men. Well, the the biggest one for me is knowing what your man likes. Because over okay. time, his likes change. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I reveal my age, so I'm 43. I can tell you what what I liked when I was in my 20s is totally mm-hmm. different than what I liked when I was in my 30s. Now that I'm in my early 40s, it's almost like now I'm liking those things that were in my 20s. I, you know, and when I speak of those things, um, the thing that that really um, I, I think to myself often, I said, man, I'm, I'm, I sure hope I'm not having a midlife crisis. So <laughs> I like this. You know, I like to see her dressed up in uh, clothing that shows skin. Now, I'm not seeing nothing scandalous, but uh-huh. because if she has a nice figure, you know what I'm saying, I, I want to see that. I, I don't want to see you in a flow-length dress uh, uh-huh. with the long sleeve. You know, but wouldn't I, I have to? Wouldn't I have to learn you to know that you like that? Because if I'm wearing gym clothes when I meet you. How am right. I supposed to know that if that's just what I do? But that, and, and that's why I say I think that's what women get wrong because we don't have that dialogue. Okay. We we, we oh, never okay. thought to have that dialogue. We just assumed that you know I met I met uh, Tommy Jack, you know, when he was in school, and when I met him, you know, I had on some Le- some some Levi's, some pink Levi's, and some uh, white K Swiss. And they they were a little snug. Well, mm-hmm. when I, I can tell you, when I turned thirty, you know, I used to always tell her, ask her the question like, "Why you got some tight pants on?" You know, I want I want to mm-hmm. see you, I want to see you in something that it ain't got to be tight, but I want you to own it when you walk in. That's what that's what turned me on, is knowing mm-hmm. that what you put on when you walk in, you are gonna own the place. Now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm back in my four, I mean, now that I'm in my early forties, um, uh-huh. it's like I want you to go back to yeah, put them Levi's on. I, I want them tight. You know what I'm saying? I I want the dress that got the uh, got the open section in it. You know, I'm I'm not saying show your assets, but at least show a little skin. So when I walk, but is is that is that not still sexual? I mean, is that still not sexual? Let's go to your other. What's what's the other? What's what's the next? Because I think so, that that's going to 
change from man to man. Mr. Lawrence, do you think that's going to change from man to man? Because I hear what he's saying. He's saying that you need to learn your man enough to know what he likes. Or ask him. Ask him literally what he likes. Mr. Lawrence, before he goes to his second part. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's he's definitely correct. You need to learn it. Uh, and to add to it, it's it's a statement that a man can make in such a way that you would know what he likes. Like, I'll make uh-huh. a statement, you know, um, do you, are you adventurous? I'm asking you if you are adventurous to let you know I am adventurous. And if you answer no, okay, okay you're, not, you're not coming up to my standard. So I'm setting okay. you up by asking you a, a question to let you know what I like. Do you like to wear dresses that are flowing? Oh, I do. I like that. Okay, I'm setting you up now to let you know what I like. So it may not be direct. It's direct, but it's not direct. I'm letting you know what I like. Okay. Mr. Detroit, do you agree with that? Yes. Uh, he, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, and, and, and I'm going to tell you what I do, right? So okay. I, I haven't always done this, but uh, because I've tried to hint around, I've tried to uh, make those leading statements to, to you know, get you to thinking. So what I do is I go out and I buy clothes. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you can go to my Instagram. I got more boutiques. I'm more. I have more friends that own boutiques than a little bit, because okay. since you won't go get it, I'm gonna go get it for you, and and I share a personal experience. So, uh, oh. you know, I, I I do I do photography, so I take a lot of pictures for a lot of boutiques here in town, and um, there's been several pieces that you know I took pictures of and I fell in love with it, and I would buy it. And, you know, I would show it to my, my girlfriends, my, my friend girls, and they'd be like, uh-huh. man, that, that's nice. Well, uh-huh. she, she coming from a small town, she don't like uh-huh. the way that's it. So um, uh-huh. I have, I guarantee you, I probably got $1,000 worth of clothes in that closet that I done personally bought that she, she hadn't worn. So uh-huh. I, I'm I don't change. And when I say I don't change, I haven't got it. Since I've been about 38, 39, I've been on on that trip. So here I am. I'm 43 for several years. So recently, we went out. It was my birthday. And I bought this one dress, and and her her back is out and her side is out. So finally, you know, she was like, I want to go out. And I'm always typically telling her, no, I'm not going to go out with you. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to wear, you, you asking me to go out, but uh, you don't want to wear the things that I, I want you to wear. But if you ask me, hey, you tell me, hey, I want you to put some rock revolvers on with that with that particular shirt. You know what I do? I put them rock mm-hmm. revolvers on with that particular shirt. So finally, mm-hmm. we went out this past Friday. She put on that, that, that dress that I was just uh, mentioning. And Under the said, rest? Listen. She told me, she said that, she said, you hadn't loved on me like that, and and I can't remember. She, it was, she, she was like, you hadn't loved on me. And I'm like, and I want to tell her so bad, this is, this is, I mean, you've been missing. I've been telling you all along, but you're not, you're not listening. So guess what she did when we got home? I didn't even know. She pulled a bunch okay. of those out, and she said, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to start wearing so, so I, I won't get too long with it. But uh, the second thing I'm, I'm gonna say is, uh, when I was in my early twenties, I didn't. You didn't have to confirm me. 
You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm in my 40s, I want you to tell me every now and then, hey, look, you know what? You look nice. Uh, that smells good. You know, that smell. I, you know, that smells good on you. Or I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy you this uh, cologne because you know uh-huh. I, I, I like it. So I think validation you, is it yeah, validation? I don't. You know what? I don't know if validation is the proper word because I don't look for validation from nobody. But if 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 we're in this relationship, then I expect you to do that every now and then. And I think so many women miss the boat. And that's a simple thing to me. And I've been around my guy friends, and, and they always say, man, you going to tell me she looks good, but shoot, man, I go put on my son to death. Man, that just don't say a word. I, you know what? I ain't even worried about it. And, and it makes okay. us numb. Okay, what about, can I, can okay, I, Yes, Mr. Lawrence, because I'm I'm scared. Okay, go ahead. What and I, I know, let me let me let me say, and it may it's not validation because you're not looking for validation. By this right. time at 43, you know who you are. What it comes down to it is, I mean, let me say it in unconventional way. I said, baby, you know how you got to learn how to stroke my ego. Every yeah. man needs his ego stroked. Yeah. I don't care okay. where, baby. You know when you pick up the garbage, it just does something to me. That man that took out the garbage every day. It's just knowing how to stroke that man's ego. You know how to stroke everything else. I'm going to know how to stroke his ego. You'll get, you'll get things. And you, you'll get, you'll get masterly things done when you learn how to stroke that man's ego. He will, he will move heaven and earth if you know how to stroke. Let me say it really slow. You know when we had that conversation before. If you learn how to stroke his Ego. Preach, brother. Yes. Well, listen, Mr. Lawrence is a professional speaker, writer, orator, so he knows how to use his words and knows how to slow down his language. And I told him he can't be doing that. Like I go into a little mini trance. I do because I, I, I know I'm learning. I'm learning. I got my book and I'm learning. Um, Mr. Detroit, you said you had one more because I, I do appreciate you saying that it was not validation because it kind of sounded like validation to me, but uh, it's verification that I'm aware of who you are. And that's just a woman's term. You say ego, stroke my ego. Okay, we're going to stroke the ego. What's number three, Mr. Detroit, before we open up these lines? Because we got people on the line want to want to weigh in on this. Support me. Support me. I'm just going to say that. Just just support me. But see, you can't just say that because I don't know what that means. Now, that you really need to explain because to me, as a woman and uh, um, who does not necessarily, I think I do still need some validation, and it doesn't mean that I'm uh, insecure with myself. I need to know that you desire me, and, and, and that's maybe ego too, but I think it's more validation that I am who you are wanting to be with. But when you say support to a woman like myself, it sounds like you say I need some help. That's no, what it I'm, sounds I'm not, like. No, I'm, I'm saying support me in my endeavors. Okay. That, that, that's all I'm saying. And, and that, one, that one can, it can go either way because I know a lot of couples that the women, like I have a friend right now. His his wife, his wife support him one hundred percent. Then I got other friends that they, they they don't. They say they do, but they you really don't. But support. Mm-hmm. See, you're. I know you, and you're a self-made man. You're a professional man. You have you have a professional 
um, endeavor, but then you also have a side passion, and all of those are functioning well. So how exactly can a woman come into that and make that better? Because that's what we're needing to know. What do you need us to do when you say, I need your support? So if if you see me out here, and and I don't want to use the word hustling, right, but if you see mm-hmm. me bust. If you see me busting my butt, hey, you know what? You know what today, uh, baby? I'm, I'm gonna do all your scheduling for you. Or this week, I'm gonna do all your scheduling for you. Man, you know, you know what that does? Man, that make it. I mean, I got goosebumps. I wish you could see my arm. I got goosebumps. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, but just participating. Yes, and, and hey, you don't have to like it. And I'm not saying you do it 100 percent of the time, but Every now and then, just hey, show me, show me a little support, and to me, that's appreciation. Mm. Hmm. These are words that are commonly used with what women say they want. Mister Lawrence, you want to touch on that last one before we open these lines up? Uh, Lord, I'm scared. Okay, yes. What? And it's funny. I was <laughs> reading through um, one of my mentor's books, and it was. And it's funny that he would say that. I'm a comment. He says, a woman will multiply and carry out the ideas within the man, the mind of the of her man. A woman will multiply and carry out the ideas within the mind of her man. That is support. She wants someone. He wants to know. Are you? I'm Batman. You're gonna be. You gonna. We gonna. We gonna. You gonna be Batwoman. We gonna do this together. You. You my ride or die. You with me. He needs to know that you're there. Some, that support goes a long way. That is one of the languages that a man needs to hear because we as men feel like sometimes we are battling by ourselves. And if uh-huh. we don't, we need to know we got a woman that's by our side. Open up the phone lines. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's get this started. Let's get it started. I know we get it started because let me tell you something. Both of you guys, Mr. Detroit and yourself, almost in a, in a way – we're insinuating things instead of just coming out and saying things. And I don't know, because to me, you know, when I first posed this question to a lot of women, they said, oh, they just, you know, men just love to play games. You got to figure them out. Like they're very, very, uh, they're very simple, but they complicate things by not being straightforward until you manipulate their money, their stuff, their freedom. And that's why we do what we do. Why can't you just say, uh, I need you to do this for me. Like, is is there something wrong with that? No, not at all. I think it's I think it's the best way. I really been being forty three. Also, I'm finding out just being straightforward. I need you to do this. I told someone, but well, I can't say that because they make listen. I'll say I'll say it another way. Uh, I told them when I see you, I'm going to kiss you. I was straightforward oh, what I wanted and what I was going to do. I said I'm going to uh-huh. kiss you. Period. So I was straightforward. She appreciated the straightforwardness versus me beating around the bush, saying what I want, what I think about doing or what I wasn't. It showed the it showed the um, an air of confidence and, a, and an air of I know what I want. Hmm. Well, ladies so, and gentlemen, we're about to open these lines up so that so that y'all can get in on this action. Listen, the show was born out of people telling me that I'm not fair and I'm not legitimate to both sides of the coin. And I absolutely love my kings. Y'all know I love my kings, but I also love my queens. And I can't speak. And don't start hanging up. People are already hanging up. 
do not hang up because <laughs> it's just a show. I mean, it, it, it's so funny. Every time I try to introduce, this is just a talk show. This is just what we do to try to help each other. We're learning from each other. So it's not to put you on front street. You don't even have to tell me who you are. We're just having a conversation to learn about each other. And who doesn't want to know about the other person? I mean, we, we, we don't think the same and we don't say the same thing so we get confused so we're just having a conversation don't get scared now I identify you by the last four digits of the number that you're calling in on so you have to know your phone number you got to know your number so when I call the last four digits of your phone number out that means that your line is open and you have the floor 4279 are you there and can you hear me 4279 I am. Okay. Would you like to weigh in on the conversation so far? I see you've been hanging out with us for a little bit. How do you feel about what the brothers have said about themselves? I find it to be very interesting. And I, too, feel like they need to be validated. They're interested in someone letting them know that they're the man. They are who you want. You're fine, mm-hmm. you're good looking, you dress good, you you know, you got what I want and I got what you need. And that's mm-hmm. so important because uh it's interesting to know that, you know, in the world we live in, guys don't always really let you know. They do play games. They want you to think they don't want you or want what you got, but you know, they don't want to come right out mm-hmm. and ask for it. So it's amazing mm-hmm. that uh, these gentlemen they are um uh, what they would call seasoned veterans, and the you know they know what's going on and what they like and what they don't like, and it's interesting uh-huh. to uh, hear. Hear, uh-huh. and I'm looking forward to hearing more about it because uh, I'm learning a thing or two from their perspective. But you know, I'm old school and I already know a lot of this. But it's quite interesting. Continue on, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. She she says y'all seasoned because y'all got that hundred percent. Now, she spoke about something that is actually in the myth that I read on this article, and it says that the, the, there is a myth that men want to have all of the power. Now, I think validation kind of falls into that, but it says that women sometimes feel that men are the ones who hold the power in a relationship, and that a feel, and that's a feeling that many couple therapists have shared in their uh, therapy sessions, but while men are generally thought to be stronger, they and earned a lot, you know, they earn the money and the income and a lot of those things. It says that women actually have lots of the power. They actually make the more of the decisions in relationships and even decisions concerning uh, children. Do you guys agree with that? Do y'all just go and say it? If you need validation, just say it. Do do you, Mister? Be short, Mister. You know, uh, Mr. Lord, what what y'all need? Do you really need us to say, you the man, you got the power. You get to say yes or no. See, this is what it is. Just to break it to break it down a little bit. Break it down a little bit. The the woman is the is equivalent to an analogy. The woman is the neck, the influence power. The man is the authority in the relationship. So you need both or the head. So you need both you need the influence of the neck to move the head. So you need both of them. And then also the issue about this validation is it's different from validating who I already know who I am, because I know who I am. Oh. If I need to tell you I'm a man, I am not a man. 
I already know that I am a man. You don't need, I don't need that. What I do need you to do is to stroke my ego the right way to mm-hmm. I need that. There's a difference between okay. validation and stroking someone's ego. Mr. Detroit, you, I know you're agreeing. I know you are. Uh, do you agree? Mr. Lawrence, I think we relate. That's one of the biggest things for me is um, I, I, I remember a time in my life where I used to look for validation and uh, I grew out of it because I had to learn that, you know, either I'm going to make me happy, I'm going to make uh, either I'm gonna make them happy, I'm gonna make me happy. And it, mm-hmm. I, I had to go through some hurt to get past it. But I'm at a point now in my life where I don't, it's different. I totally agree with Mr. Lawrence. It's, it's not you validating me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm that, that, that has, with me, that has absolutely nothing to do with it. Hey, mm-hmm. just, just every now and then, that's all, that's all I'm at. Okay. Can 30? I say can I say this? Yes. Can I say this one quick yes. one quick? When yes. when a man when a man looks for validation for a woman, it actually weakens him in her eyes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let me that right true. there. Yeah. So I, if yeah. a man tell me that's a bye boo boo. Oh, I done opened up somebody's line and they said, Baby, yeah. <laughs> Who is that in the amen corner? Thirty-four sixty. That's me. Can you hear me? Hey, I hear you. Me. You say what you say. What did you say? I opened up your line before he finished his thought, and baby, you was going in. Baby, you was going in. That's the truth. That's the truth. That is the absolute truth. Uh, that, that was. That's. If a man says that, what it does is, in our minds, the way that we translate it is that. You have entered into the realm of bitch assness. So we Thank don't you. comprehend that you are a man once you say, I, I need, I want you on my team. We don't interpret it the same way because we mm-hmm. may have experienced men who have taken advantage of us being in a state of need. You have mm-hmm. to rephrase it and say, I desire for you or I know that you are the woman that will make me a better man. Something. You've got to rephrase it. But if you say that I need some, I need, I need, we, we just look at you like some sissies. You may as well be a man wearing a dress and some pumps. At that point, mm-hmm. start wearing your lipstick and some eyeliner because we no longer are respecting you. I cannot, I'm not at the point, I'm not so elevated where I can explain why we all do that. I can only speak for myself mm-hmm. and say that, I just see a man uh, a little more, he's emasculated at that point. He has to choose his words wisely in order for Mm -hmm. me to respect that he wants me in his corner. He has to say, he has to. She said eyeliner. She said eyeliner. She said eyeliner. She said you might as well get your pumps out and your eyeliner. Okay, now I'm just playing it. And she said it. She said it. And and I, I want to say this because uh, I've been accused of being too harsh, but I'm pay, I'm playing devil's advocate right now because I think that everybody needs validation. Everybody needs to hear certain um, reinforcements, uh, and it's almost childlike. You know, whatever you say exactly no to a child actually puts 
stars around it and it actually draws them to it. The opposite is true or supposed to be true of uh, that uh, in the adult realm. Now, if a man doesn't hear it or he's ex- or it's always something that he hears from everyone except for that special person in his life, what's wrong with uh, you know, him asking, I need you to I need you to say something because I've heard that too. I've counseled with couples and I've heard men particularly, but women as well, say every woman in, in, in my life except for my wife compliments me. Or every man in my life except for my husband compliments me. What's wrong with that? Uh, I think it, it has to do with black male and female relationships. Because as I identify coming from California, some things are regional and some things are racial. And we black women interpret our black men very differently. I've seen white women relentlessly and Hispanic women, Asian women, help their men get to where they need to go. Not saying black women don't do it, but (laughs) when we can, they can offer us the same language and we interpret it, interpret it very differently. And I don't, I can't explain why. But I've just seen black men go to other races just because the the language barrier is there. The way that we feel about them is different. It's like they can't ask for help. They can't ask to be complimented. They can't ask to be wanted. And we become mm-hmm. very hardened toward them. And we lose them because of that. I've seen mothers do that to their sons. Men, you know, their, men, their male counterparts that are the same race as them. But we'll hand a white man a compliment. So, you know, oh. Mr. Lawrence, what, what you got to say about that? Because sister the lady, oh, Lord. Well, she, she, hit, she hit the nail on the head with that. It's amazing the, the power of words. When you begin to say the right words, you actually speak and speak to the psyche of a man. Like I was saying about stroking his ego, he began to do things. Mm-hmm. It's something when a woman can say, Daddy, what you want me to do? Mm. I ain't calling you Daddy. I'm not calling you Daddy. I, I, I'm, I ain't calling honest, you I, I'm, I'm saying I, I, in the right in the right place at the right time. I'm not saying in the sense of daddy like my dad. I'm saying in the sense of it's a it's a full, it's a sense of it's a sense of oh I'm I'm submitting and I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do to get there. It's not a mm-hmm. sense of taking away who you are or saying in the sense that this is a uh, uh, father daughter relationship, but it's just a sense of like oh I got you. It's all in how you mm-hmm. say it and when you say it. And she says oh. that that man would he would build a bridge. He would build he would build he would be, he'll build Detroit back up. He'll he'll do everything <laughs> because it's the power of her words. A woman has power. Her influence is so big and so awesome that we I don't think she mm-hmm. knows the power of her words to speak into right. that man. Yeah. So right. Can Dallas, I, can I, can I just, can I just, yes, okay. Dallas, because you was in the Amen corner. Uh-uh, go ahead, Dallas. I hear, uh, not Dallas. This Detroit. So, I got Dallas on the, so, on the hole. So, so, you know, we we can call it what we want to call it, but, you know, uh, I, I recently read a book, uh, Why Men Love Bitches, uh, Cheryl Argo. It, and it's, it, I guess it's, it's probably been about six months ago, but I think mm-hmm. every woman, should go read that book. And when you go look at books like The Five Love Languages, you mm-hmm. you can say a man is is feminine. You can call it what you want to call it. But one of the mm-hmm. you know one of the five love languages 
It's words of affirmation. It's those words like Mr. Lawrence just said. Mm -hmm. It's it's the key words. Mm -hmm. And until we understand that uh, as a racist, I'm going to tell you, when you go read Why Men Love Bitches, that's what Mm -hmm. what the other race got over us. Mm -hmm. The white women, they, 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 they understand that. Now the Empress has to speak because I, I want to say this and I'm not I'm not undoing what you've had to say about white women or women of uh non African American descent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me let me explain let me explain something because I am a black woman and I'm gonna tell you something but, that is I I too have experienced being a black woman and watching how black men are different with women who are not African-American. They are a lot more receptive to some of the worst behavior. The, the, the same uh, mad, angry black woman, without the blackness, they will totally accept. They won't write a song about her and talk about her and call her a baby mama and dog the hell out of her. For some reason, the, the strength and the resilience of what a black woman has had to become because of the retreat of the full king black man, it's resentful. They, they treat us as if you're upset with us for having to carry on where you were in absence. So there are some things that African-American women have had to endure that Chinese and white and Latino and Hispanic women have not. Because when you look at those women, those women's men have been present, period. They've not left because of a whole lot of other things, but they have also not had to go through some of the systemic and uh, cultural uh, degradation that our men have had to. And I think we are insensitive at point uh, as black women, but to even compare us to me is unfair, and and I'm just going to stand by that. Now, I can be wrong, but I'm going to die wrong with that one because I just believe that black women do a whole lot more than we're give, given credit for as being black women. Now, before we go, somebody go and undo that. Let's go to 5909. 5909, are you there? Can you hear me? <laughs> I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? How are you this week? Okay. I can. I'm good. I can. How are what you? you How are you? I'm doing good. Add into this conversation. We're talking about men and who they are to women, period. We've gotten into a discussion about black men and black women, which is appropriate because that's who I am and it's appropriate to the show. But uh, did you have anything to add? Yes, and it's kind of a a question as well for um, the men. Um, I have um, taken the time. I've read the five love languages. I've taken the time to listen apply each and practice each one of those things that he actually spoke of, knowing what he likes, paying attention to what he says and what he smells like, what he wears. You pay attention. He don't really have to say anything. You just kind of pay attention. You know, compliment, you smell good, baby, you're looking good and that or whatever, and support. Um, And listen, I've even asked, what do you need from me? What do you need Mm -hmm. from me? I got you. Um, Mm -hmm. And those things seem to, I don't know what the problem is, but um, they say those are the things that they want, but when they get that from a woman, it's like it's almost they see us as weak with that strength that we have to do that. Um, it's taken oh. for granted or it's not appreciated or it doesn't seem like it's enough. 
So that's my question to uh, hmm. uh, the brothers here. When we do all of these things that you say you need or want to desire uh, from a black woman or woman, period, why does it not seem to be enough? Well, I can't, I can't, I can't speak for that, brother. But you let him say enough good morning, and he gets the wrong one, he'll come crawling back. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I will say this: the reason why that happens is it's a combination of two things. If you're doing all those things, and he said that he wants those things, in him is a degree of self hatred. Because no one, a man has a degree of self-hatred inside of him. You cannot, someone cannot do good to you and you not like it. That means somewhere in you, you do not like yourself. So you're, you're pushing back that which is good to you. And so there's some degree of self-hatred in him because you are, if you're with him, you are an extension of him. So what you're doing, you, he, you're reflecting good to him and he doesn't like it. That means somewhere in him, he doesn't like himself. So until he resolves that self-hatred, which he probably never admit to, um, then only then will he appreciate what you are offering him. And two, he may not be the right man who can receive that. Sometimes we don't need. Sometimes women set tables for men who are not deserving to sit at that table. Hmm. So you you sitting the table, a Thanksgiving table for a man who is not willing or not. Appreciative that you made Thanksgiving dinner with all the fixings. He does not deserve that. And so you're giving something that he's not maybe deserving, or two, he has uh, internal self hatred of him on, of his own self. And so he resolves that, you're wasting your time. That's when you need to make an evaluation and say, hey, you know what, brother? I didn't get all this. You say you want all that. Let me take a little break. Let me stop back from doing that. Let him miss it for a little bit and see what happens. Let him miss it. Yep. Now, I, I, I know it. we women I know we women sometimes we want what we want and um what's good for us is not at all times and I'm not speaking for every woman. So ladies if, if I'm you know, misspeaking for you, please say so. But um sometimes we women once we want what we want, we want that. Like that that's what I want. Like I've I I've chosen like I chose this one. Uh, and I want this one. And we're not talking about marriage, and we're not talking about the Bible, so we're not talking about he who chooses a good thing and all of that good stuff. I'm talking about simply the things that are attractive to me and the things that I want in my life, I feel, are in this person. And uh, R.C. Blake is a uh, pastor and a Periscope friend of mine, and he actually has a Facebook page, and he has so many good things to say. And one of the things that I think that women practice by, he said in a man's tone, and I just wonder if you guys believe this or agree with this, he said that most men are just a shamble of a person until he meets the right woman. Most good men are put together behind the scenes by a woman, and what you see when you say a man is well put together is usually the work of a woman. So I think a lot of women determine that, you know, he ain't too together, but I'm going to try to fix him. And I see it sometimes exactly like uh, Detroit said. Detroit said, you know, he wanted that that skirt with the skin showing and the back out, and that may not be, may have been what she, you know, was accustomed to. And sometimes we morph into things for the sole purpose 
of your satisfaction when it's actually taking us outside of ourselves. Women will do it, but men, in my opinion, don't do it quite as well. Now, do do you, Mr. Lawrence, agree with that, or do you think that I'm just extra on that one? Yeah, rephrase the question again, because I'm, I'm, you said a whole lot, and I was trying to digest it all. I did. I think that men um, are not fully the man that they should be when they're without a woman. I think a woman is an enhancement, period. And when a man is well presented and you get with them, you figure out, you know, he is not quite as well together as he is, and then we, we better we better you. And in some ways, men don't want to admit that. Do you think that men are men before um, they have woman or that, uh, they, you know, that a woman has to make the man who he's going to be? Because y'all kind of said that. Y'all kind of said that. Well, I, I would say a man is a man before. He has to be a man before that. That's the only way he can attract a woman. But what she does is she actually multiplies what's inside of him, whether good or bad. So she does become an enhancement, or as we would go to the Bible, she becomes a helpmate. That's a true sense of it. She actually multiplies whatever vision, whatever thought, whatever direction he's going, she multiplies. You give her a piece of um, some flour and some whatever else, she's going to make bread. She multiplies whatever is in the man's consciousness or thought. So what men miss out is, is the importance of having the right woman who can multiply what's inside of him. Hmm. Uh, somebody said, mm-mm. No, I said, no. I said, I said, mm-hmm. And so, Sharon, I'm, I'm, I just want to go back to uh, the comment. I, it's give and take on both sides. And until you understand uh, what each other like, you got, you're going to have these problems. So, for me, um, again, um, it ain't it ain't just about me. You know, uh, I, I talked about the situation with the drink. It ain't, it ain't just about me. We, we had conversations about it. She said, well, I, I, I don't feel like I can own it. I don't feel comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know what I did? When she would put stuff on, I'm like, hey, you, you hot. You look nice because I wanted her to feel comfortable. And, mm-hmm. and again, put it on, she was like, man, it's been a long time since I felt like you loved on me like that. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. Go ahead. I'm, I'm having a little bit of difficulty hearing you, so if you can speak a little bit more clearly. Oh, you okay. So so it, um, what I was saying was I said that I, I I made sure I did my part by trying to help her, by letting her know um, this is way before she decided to put the dress on this past Friday. You know, maybe you look nice. Because I know women, that's what women, that's their language. You know, mm-hmm. you make them feel some type of way when you get up in the morning and you sashay in through the house. Like, you might need to hop back in the bed for a minute. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, because I, I, she had already told me, she said, I just don't feel comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. See, I have a lot of friend girls, and I talk. I talk to them, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and a lot of them told me this. I don't know if I feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, those those things are nice that you're buying, but I don't know if I'm ready for them. So what is it to be ready? Shoot, let me know what I got on looks nice. And maybe you will convince me to 
uh, uh, start wearing some of this stuff that you're buying. Mm. That sounds sounds like trickery, but go ahead. No, that's not. That's that 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 is absolutely that's absolutely not tricky. I, I have to totally disagree with you. Okay. Women need more. Uh, uh-uh, women need more. They they need more of that confirmation. I think, and and and, and don't jump on me, but women are okay. sensual beings, so they need more of that. You know, they you look nice today. Because that's their makeup. Well, I think so, what we're talking about is another topic, and Mr. Lawrence, correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is another one of the myths that's on here is about feelings, and that the myth is that men hide their feelings, but women sometimes blame their mates for hiding their emotions, uh, but guys actually just don't have the capacity uh, uh, hormonally. Uh, studies show that women feel pain more acutely and that our brain activity is more excited when we have any type of thought, whether that's happy, sad, good, bad, or what have you. Men just don't feel as deeply. They just don't. It's just a natural part of them. Actually, the the emotional part of men that kicks off the most, most of the time usually is post-sex or pre-sex or during sex. The sex hormone oxytocin is released during an orgasm for men. And that intimacy, that sex happens, the closeness, the privacy, the coziness, the connectiveness, it is at its highest peak during sex and uh, after orgasm for men than it is for women. Women just naturally have that amount of hormone in their body because it's one of the pregnancy hormones as well. So we blame men a lot of the times for being short emotionally, uh, short with intimacy. But the truth is, is y'all just can't really get there until you get there. Now, do you believe that that's true, Mr. Lawrence? Because if that's the truth, then we got to have our booties and stuff out all the time keep your oxycontin level high and we got to be having sex all the time for us to be getting, you know, some done. Like, I'm tired already thinking about it and as much as I love sex, I mean, I don't think that it should take that for you to be to have feelings. No. I'm going to tell you what it is. Let me me say this. Can you hear me? I think what it comes down is this. Um, it's just physiology, the physiology of, of man and woman. A woman can think and feel at the same time, while a man thinks and then feels later on. Two different things. A man, a woman thinks and feels at the same time. While she's talking, she's feeling, and she's thinking. While a man thinks, then he goes retreats, and he goes think, feel about, he deals with his feelings. And he doesn't have this, he hasn't been taught to tap into the emotions that he is as a man. Now, the other thing, in, in the course of a relationship, a man like Solomon, who's not Solomon, um, uh, Samson, he needed to find a uh, he needed to find a Delilah. Why? Because Delilah was the only one where he can lay his head down and share his secrets. But she ended up taking the secrets and telling everybody about it. I, 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 she, 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 did, she did that. But she she had a prostitute. He had a wife. He was being with prostitutes. He being with a wife. But she was the only one who had a lap or a place where he can 
open up his heart and share his secrets. His secrets may meaning, yes, his secret thoughts, but also his, 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 his emotions, what he was feeling. So what I'm saying is there has to be a corridor or a window open where a man feels comfortable enough to share or to allow Clark Kent to come out and not be Superman. But see, why? Okay, his emotions just, pop up. But see, let me tell you, Samson did do that. But Samson went went against his whole family. He went against his heritage. He went against his area of where he was from. He did all of that to go and tell his secrets to a woman that ended up telling his secret and cutting his hair, making him poke his eyes out and all the rest of the stuff. When there were women, <laughs> like you said, a wife. And see, to me, that's the exact analogy of what uh, my sister was saying earlier about the, how these white women who go all the way over to the white part of town or all the way to uh, and I'm not trying to be racist or anything but I'm telling you there is a difference in what your willing men are willing to give outside of their own woman I mean and, and that's distressing you know I, I'm, I'm not attracted to anything but black men so that it worries me. Like, it, it bothers me. I've seen it. I've seen some some of the most chivalrous men with women who are non-African American, but they do the Samson stuff. When they're at home amongst their own with an abundance of beautiful women, willing women, uh, listening women, and all of that, his choice is particularly to be outside of that. Like, we wouldn't even cut his hair. We wouldn't. We would have braided his hair up. And told him not to, you know, do that. That's what we would have done. But no, he went to the other side, and she cut his hair. I mean, I don't know if the sisters on the line agree with me, but he did some extra stuff at the at 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 being told not to, uh, because it was just not for him. And I'm not saying that you can't love, you can't be a black man and love a white woman or vice versa. I'm not saying that at all. But I don't, if it's just about being man versus being woman, why can't you find it at home? That, that, somebody pouring something to drink. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know, I, thought, I thought it was on mute. I'm not on mute. No, you ain't on mute, baby. Girl, that's not right. Yes, I, was, I, I had some Kool-Aid. Yes, Kool-Aid and ice. Yes, Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You ain't got to put yourself on mute I just heard somebody getting something to drink But I'm trying to understand guys Do you think that there's something That you could give advice wise Because some of the things that like that I did not know That that was the I know that men and women are made up of both Female and male hormones I knew that but I did not know That it took that experience for them to Feel the intimacy uh, or have the, of course you have the surge, but some men are just having sex and they're not even releasing that. So they, they're not having any type of connectivity to that woman. And so women are having sex uh, uh, for the wrong reasons. You know, they, they think that I'm going to sex him really, really hard. That's another one of the myths is that men are just mm-hmm. about sex. That it's just about sex, that they don't have any emotions. They don't have any feelings. They don't know how to listen, that uh, men don't talk. Now, I, I know that you guys talk, but I would say that most men aren't as, you know, willing to share or, like you said, lay their head down and, and tell you the truth of where they are. They feel vulnerable 
when it comes mm-hmm. to sharing with the woman. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's it. When we feel vulnerable, we feel at, at at a disadvantage, and when and that's when we when someone is vulnerable in a relationship is actually the steps to lead to pure intimacy. When you are vulnerable, because now I see you completely naked or nude or naked rather, and I see you for who you are. And what happens is the only way to get to intimacy is through vulnerability. And so if a man can trust you with his secrets, he's going to test you. Okay, I didn't do this, and he sees how you respond, then he'll share this. But if you get into an argument, just hypothetically, and you throw that back in his face, oh, he's going to shut down. He ain't going to tell you no much. He's, going to tell you, he's not going to tell you anything else. He can tell you a little bit and test you again. So he has to have a place where he feels vulnerable and his manhood is not his manhood is not cut off because he's being vulnerable. Uh, Detroit, I know you got an amen. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit back because I, I have a question. Go ahead. I'm for the men that's on this opposite. Whatever the females are in this discussion, my men are those females. It seems like, and I seem to be the male, and I'm not understanding it. I'm the one that's accused of being. Uh, I mean, I've been married and divorced, so this is not like mm-hmm. I'm a really young kid. I've had my son, mm-hmm. so my, I have grown children, and I'm at the point in my life where I don't feel like I want to be committed. So mm-hmm. if I state to a, another man that I met someone and he's in the friend zone, all of a sudden, well, I can't go out with you because you met someone. Well, I meet people every day. That doesn't mean that we're, I'm in a committed relationship. So it gets articulated to his ear totally different because to me, I'm very literal. If you say you met someone, you just met someone. You meet people going Mm -hmm. to the gas station and the grocery store. But when it goes Mm -hmm. to a man's ear, it's I'm dating Mm -hmm. someone. I met someone that I want to lay with. I I met someone that I want to uh, be committed to. And I'm not Mm -hmm. in that, I'm not in that, um, I don't desire that anymore. Now, maybe I'm a little, you know, broken. But at this mm-hmm. stage in my life, I'm just so happy to be free because I don't have mm-hmm. any more baby. I don't have mm-hmm. anyone that I have to answer to. Just hearing some of the relationship issues, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad I'm not in a relationship. That's absolutely mm-hmm. exhausting. Girl, so, um, yeah. I, I'm just, I, I don't get it because I get men who want a relationship, and I don't want them once they, once they let me know what more they want. It just is a complete turnoff to me because I feel like someone is trying to um, have me, you know, just literally handcuff me because they, mm. I, I will never do the relationship the way that they want it. And, and, and because once, I, I mean, from my experience, and it could be what mm-hmm. I'm attracting to me, is that they mm-hmm. see me as a butterfly, but once they get me, they want me to be a caged bird. And the initial yeah. attraction is what they are, what's totally opposite of them. But once a relationship begins, they want me to change who I am, and it's absolutely unfair. So I, instead of me arguing, I just leave them where they are. Um, so then and I, I've had been disappointed that I won't argue with them, and that says that, that, that I'm being, I'm being uh, obtrusive or, you know, and I'm being like a man because I won't argue. You've been called aggressive, haven't you? Haven't you been called aggressive? I've been called aggressive because I assert myself and I say what I have to say and I leave. Mm-hmm. 
I don't stay around. They're used to women who will rant and rave and throw things at them and call them out of their names. I've never done that. I will mm-hmm. just be ghost. I, I will. I'll, I'll say my little piece. Make sure it's less than. Uh, it's just one sentence, and I'll leave. I don't feel like we should. We should have to argue. Mr. Lawrence. Yes, I am over here, tickle pink. <laughs> well, I, I'm not tickle. You know why I'm not tickle? Because she actually sounds like me a lot. I think she had mm-hmm. a lot to say that I've actually said before. But I've learned this, and I'm not saying that it's true of you, my sister. People who say that they don't want a relationship are actually saying, I don't want to repeat what I've done these last several times. I want something different, and you just don't believe that it's, it's possible. Um, but, mm-hmm. Mr. Lawrence, you tell me. You tell me. Because I don't know. That, that, that was actually right. And then you listen, I, what I did, I listened to everything that she shared. She said initially she tells the person that she's not looking for that. So you're going to actually attract people who are not looking for that, who are not at that level. And so what needs to be, what, I guess the biggest thing that needs to be resolved is, is that men, in this sense, have be, the roles have reversed. And so they don't know how to take when a man, when a woman acts like a man in the in the in the whole dynamics of it. So to change that, there needs some there needs some things to be actually. You only attract who you are on some kind of level. So in in some level, you have to resolve that within you that I'm just want this and that's it. And I know you're being straightforward with that, but I think a lot of times for some men who are maybe not as strong. They are intimidated by that. Just be honest; they have been intimidated because they don't know how to deal with a woman who comes straight straight forward. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. it throws them for a loop. It throws them like, wait, 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 wait a minute. That, that's my line. It's like we're in a movie. Uh-huh. You say my line. I've heard, so I've heard that before. I've had guys say that. That's my line. I'm supposed to say that. They're so shocked, and then they 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 confess their own sins. I'm supposed to say that. I'm like, no, I I, I didn't realize you were supposed to say that. But I, I'll tell them, you know, I'm gonna need you to go. Where do you need me to go? I need you to go away. Why? Uh, because I'm tired of you. Uh, you know, that's, that's, I mean, just, <laughs> that's just, you know, you go your way, I go mine. Because it's like extra stuff that I'm just, I don't feel like dealing with at this point in my life. You know, stuff that mm-hmm. kids didn't give to me. And I have nothing but sons. I have five sons. They didn't give me that drama. My ex-husband didn't give me that drama. So I'm definitely not going to do that with someone who I'm not committed to. So Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. I, I also think that that comes from experience because uh, I'm saying you say I'm the same way. I, I'm absolutely just I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't want to deal with someone. Tell you, I don't want to deal with you. And to me, you're gonna be all right. That's my take on. So there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between deciding not to deal with foolishness because I just I left my marriage over foolishness. I left because things were just not the same way, but that does not mean that I do not welcome uh, the possibility that I may in some way have contributed to that foolishness and that I want to have a relationship where I can't let my past dictate uh, future, like well, somebody was talking about change earlier, and actually, my sisters use a beautiful analogy. She said they saw her as a beautiful butterfly, and then they want her to be a caged bird. And we all show up showing something beautiful, but at the same time, 
there's no reason for you to still be a butterfly after a certain amount of time um, or a caterpillar starting and you never blossom into something different. Do you think that there's something that you might need to change about yourself, mm-hmm. not, not giving up of yourself, but do you think that maybe there's something that you're holding on to that's keeping you attracting people who are not meant for you? So let me say this. I think, and and I can't think for her, but I will say uh, it is different to hear a female say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. Because the females always the one that took you. They're trying to hold on. You know, they're trying to make sure, you know, Lord, let me make sure that I've given my all before I throw my Uh hands. And in the past, it's typically... Uh, the males is doing it, and it it is different. I, I would agree with her. It is different when you hear hear that coming from a female. But I also say mm-hmm. that comes from life experiences. People, you know, I, you know, I, I manage uh, some seven some associates every day, and I always tell them, teach me how to treat you. So train me how you want me to treat you. So. Mm-hmm. If if, if 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 you acting a monkey, then guess what? Then I don't want to be around you from a relationship standpoint. But mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you're pleasant to be around, then nine times out of ten, you know what? Well, let's give it a try. But train me how you train me how to treat you, and I and I just think that comes from those life experiences. Because mm-hmm. people just don't all of a sudden. I've tried uh, that line. I have definitely tried that line. And I, I've I've had that in both marriages, in relationships. I always give that to them to show me how you want to be treated. And they are absolutely befuddled. Black men are not used to that question. I've dated white men. I've dated Hispanic men. I've dated Asian. And when I say to them, when I use that line to them, they are prepared and ready. When I use it toward a black man, they are absolutely befuddled. They're confused. They have no let's comprehension not, because they've never been asked. Let's not go there because Sharon going to eat us up now. She's going to eat us up. No, I'm not. No, I can't speak for her personal experience, but I no, know, I know. That there are, yeah, there are differences in people and differences in cultures, but, uh, the you know, when, when you say black woman or you say black man um, to just about anybody, certain mm-hmm ideals and uh, expectations come up and even in our society they write papers advising black women to go outside of their race if they want to have a, a family just basically if you want to have a family you're going to have to go outside of black men to do that and that is what is on. I'm, I'm not talking about on these little fake websites. I'm talking about this is in Cosmopolitan. This is in the Huffington Post. This is on CNN. This is on real stations that are advising people to not even trust the mate of the mate that mm. you're made for. And when you have that type of pressure, along with people not being totally disclosing, totally not telling the truth of what they want and who they are, uh, it just it, it makes for a cluster, and it's not and it's not fair for women who do want to have a relationship or men who do want to have a relationship. But uh, I appreciate how uh, transparent you've been on the show, sister. I'm not sure 
uh, how we're connected, but please continue to call in. Because, I mean, I've learned so much. I've never um, had anyone on the show quite speak as much uh, uh, openness as you have, as I did. Because I, I heard myself in you when you said, I am just kind of tired of giving up on this whole thing. I'm just going to take care of uh, your boys and, and keep it moving. But I think the fact that you have children, and this is just me, I'm not trying to make you be anybody, because we, we used to have a, a caller on the line all the time, blaming men. Miss Lily, she hated, she just didn't. And the truth of it is that she was so hurt and changed from the last relationship that the fear of changing yet again and getting the same result uh, was not an option. And she decided to just not do it. And the very person right up under her was really caring about her in a whole totally different way, but she failed to even see it because she was afraid to hurt again. You know, she was afraid to hurt again. She gave up on love. She gave up on love. I have some best friends who are better than any lover could ever be. We just don't have sex. And he possibly want out of the group. Maybe one of my husbands is in there. Right now, I'm just enjoying my freedom. But, um, you know, I'm but in a different love, place. Because, but this is what I'm saying. True love is freedom. True love is not no rules and stuff. That's what people get confused. When you feel like you got to do some rule kind of stuff, I'm not talking about being uh, disciplined with your body and disciplined with your other uh, with your mate's body, but when you really have true love, even agape, all the different types of love, but this relationship love we're talking about right now, you have to be free. You have to be free to experience that. So to think the opposite is true, to think that you're free by yourself and can't have that same freedom in a relationship, I think that is the lie. That is that is the misunderstanding that you just have not realized yet. Because it's absolutely possible. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always described as a creative. So, you know, I've always mm-hmm. been described as hippie-ish and, and um, you know, very free. I was, I was raised very free, hippie environment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it's very different. I've heard some black men say, you don't seem like a, a woman who would like black men. Because mm-hmm. they, they, I seem... Um, hippie-ish to them. Um, uh-huh. um, I'm just California baby, you know, and um, uh-huh. but I I love black men, and you know the pink people, I play with them, but I don't fall in love with them, and I haven't had any babies with the pink people. Um, yeah, pink. <laughs> the pink people. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think but, you know, I, I, I think. Detroit said earlier he was related to Lawrence. I swear to you, I say that too. I say pink people because I don't like to say white people because I don't ever see no white people. I see pink. pink. They are pink. They are pink. Yes. So um, you know, I I, want to have a a good image. Sorry, of a good a good way of speaking about black men because I've given birth to five black sons, and it's very important for them to have a good image. But it's so disheartening to try and help build them, keep them where they are, and then the self-esteem, these, these emotional blocks keep popping up for them in my, in, in, when they're in my space. So mm-hmm. in order for me to not make myself sick, I have to stay free of that because I'm in a mm-hmm. different stage of my life. I had my babies already in my 20s. So where some of my mm-hmm. friends are right now having their families, 
I've already been there and did that. I like mm-hmm. to travel, meet new people. I love going mm-hmm. out of the country. I love not being accountable to anyone because I'm not in a relationship. I don't want to be tied down and have someone tell me, well, I don't like traveling overseas. I don't like flying in a plane. But you want me to mm-hmm. stop doing everything I'm doing because you have your fears. So that's why I say I don't want to be cuffed. When they see a butterfly, they want to cage me as a bird because they have fears of what things that they admire in me, things that I do. They're afraid of doing it. Being in a relationship Mm -hmm. with me, they want to make me stop doing it because of their fears. So I know it's an energy I'm giving off. I need to attract what I want, and instead I'm Uh attracting my opposite. And I so, can't do the can, people. They be with me, but can, I, I can't do them. I'm not attracted to them. Can I say this? Uh-huh. Can I interject this? You said something very uh-huh. important. They see you as a, you said, they first see you as a butterfly, but they want to cage you as a bird, which is an awesome, awesome analogy. A bird and uh-huh. a butterfly are two different species. So you, uh-huh. and I'm saying that, and I know you said that um, as a metaphor and to explain your analogy, but on a more Primitive on a more level is you have to find another butterfly. And I'm here to uh-huh. tell you to know that there is, if you desire, there is a black man who's going to appreciate you for the butterfly that you are because he also is a butterfly. So you, if you open the door of your understanding of your heart, that person will step up and present themselves to you because you're looking for a butterfly and not for someone to cage you as if they're a butterfly is a bird. So when you begin to change your consciousness, I am looking for a butterfly like I am. You begin to attract butterflies who are free-spirited, who are creative, who's that person who wants to do things. They are out there. Actually, they are waiting on you. Mm-hmm. If I can really even get that even going further, they're waiting on you. But it's something that you have to drop. You've got to drop everything that you have said tonight and open the door for the possibilities of it happening to you at any moment. He is waiting on you. Mr. Lawrence, this is a perfect way to end the show before the Empress goes empire. And I I won't. I will not undo anything that has been said because I think that was perfect. I think that's exactly what I would have said if I was Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence, what you got going on uh, book-wise, event-wise, how people can get in contact with you? You can find me on Facebook as Lawrence D. Adams, Lawrence D. Adams on Facebook. I am about to work on, I've been working on a book called The, the Castration of the Male Soul. I have another book out, The, the Journey Within, and, um, and I'm also going to do an event coming up in Cleveland where I'll be part of a group of podcasters, and we're going to be talking about doing some business and doing things like that. And so that's what I'm working on. But you can find me on Facebook, Lawrence D. Adams. I am actually friends with the Empress, so you can find me that way. Look me up, inbox me, whatever. You need to talk, you need to hash out some things, inbox me. I'm there. (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad that you're there. The way that we do it here on the Empire last few minutes of the show, I just kind of summarize and try to pull everything together in my best Empire attempt. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on the Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things 
that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am the Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight, but nobody's going to change this but us. Okay, so tonight we didn't know nothing about no man. We didn't know what they were. We didn't know why they were. We didn't even know how they felt, but they do. They feel everything. They see things. They know things that they want to tell us what they need. And the thing that I can, the position I can speak from is from a woman. I can't, I can't tell you about no man. It just happens to be, you know, my show. So I'm a girl. So I got to, I got to speak from my perspective because otherwise it would make no sense. I think we had a beautiful uh, conversing with minds who were open and willing to uh, say their truths. And I think that's where a lot of learning can happen when you're open and willing to, to share. I think that men are, in my empress opinion, are not very different than women. The way that we convey information and our needs and desires are different because we're made a little bit different, but we still want the same things. Uh, most men, I think, are sharper than they even let on. I think they know a lot more, a lot sooner, but I think that they're willing to test and wait, and they have a little bit more patience than we women do. We are just almost in a hurry from birth. I mean, we do a lot of things a lot earlier than they do. We walk before they do. We talk before they do. We don't do math as well as they do, but if you catch us, you know, around 12, 13, we catch up with them on that too. Uh, we need to be a little bit more patient with uh, men sharpen spiritually and emotionally with our help because we're a lot more sharper in those areas than they are a lot earlier. We're almost uh, coddled to the emotional. Tell us how you feel. What's going on inside of your heart? I mean, we're even told that at little bitty children, how much that, how important that is. And we're almost proven to be that as girls and as women, men are not as much. And sometimes when men are spiritually and emotionally more open and more expressive, you know, we damn them and call them bitches. We call them sissies. We call them soft. You know, because I love me a little thug in mine. I love a little hood in mine, a little, little hardness in mine. But the truth of the matter is, after all of that, I still want to be able to touch his heart. I still want to be able to know how he feels. And it is in there, but we just have to be patient with that. A love. A man that loves you is willing to grow with you. A man is willing to change with you. I don't think that a man is going to change for you necessarily just because he, you want him to do something different. Now, I think men will change if they love you. I do think that they'll change their mind, they'll change their way if they love you. But uh, to come into the picture rearranging who he is and who he knows he is, not not validating him, just verifying that he is exactly who you want in your life. You can't come in there and say, I want you, but I'm going to need you to change by 15 things. You can't do that. And I think women are notorious for that. 
You want to change up all his friends that he'd hung out with since the breath and, and, and then be mad and call him a bitch because he won't choose you over his friends. Now, if he loves you, there's an order to him that was there when you met him, and you need to respect that. I mean, we, you know, we make the mistake of thinking that we come in and we just change his whole universe, knowing that if he did the same thing to us, we'll be saying, oh, he's so controlling. He tried to tell me who I am. I know who I am. He tried to tell me what. We need to give the same respect to them as they give to us. And another thing, we jump out too quick. Everybody makes mistakes, and I think men make more. That might be a little showing, but I think it's the truth. They make a lot more mistakes. Just dumb. That doesn't mean that the wholeness of that man is that one mistake. And when it's a mistake, a, a true mistake, I ain't talking about a trait. I'm not talking about he got a he got a habit of just cheating on you, or hitting on you, or lying, or stealing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about he made a mistake. It's a bad judgment call. This happened six months ago. I'm going to need you to stop talking about it and let the mistake be the mistake. You can determine between whether a man has made a mistake or a boy is playing the game very easily if you just stop and observe. But sometimes a man will become more of the man he is meant for you if you would just water him. And by water him, I mean just whatever he needs. Be available to whatever he needs. I think that's just the way that we were made. That's not religious. That's just biology. I think that's why we're a lot more lean than they are. We have a lot less muscle uh, contour than they do. We're padded in fatness uh, more so than they are because we're a weaker vessel than they are. So it, when you're too much like him, he identifies in his head that you are man. Let me say that again. When you have too many traits that he identifies with himself, when he, you start saying and acting and being and, and reacting in a way that he identifies that is his place, he sees you in his man's head as a man. Unless he like men, there's nothing that he's going to be able to do with you. Sometimes you'll even con confuse them. Because I've been, I've been accused of being like, oh, you're just so aggressive. You're just too straightforward. You just come too hard. When I'm just really trying to just cut through all of the bull. Some of it is game. Some of it is just the differences between what men understand a woman to be and what women should understand a man to be. And, and that's just as simple as I can get it. I hope I did a good job with that. I hope I didn't undo anything Mr. Lawrence or Mr. Detroit had to say tonight. But I'm going to tell you this. I think that we shouldn't judge each other too closely or too early on anything. We should give each other the chance to be who we naturally are. Everybody comes into relationships, whether it's friendships, lovers, or married persons, or with the, with the representatives. And that person is going to always be at their best. When you get inside of the situation, then you see that everybody has flaws. Everybody. It's going to be some days that, the, you know, she's not going to be at her best. It's going to be some days that he's not going to be at his best. But we're there to actually help each other. I think both of the guys on the line told us tonight that we have to do a little give and take. And anybody who's constantly taking won't be a, a, a around a long time or won't even be appreciated or anybody who's constantly giving will eventually run out of giving. 
that's the Empire Tonight on Thursday of next week. We're going to have part two to our No She. You know, we had a, a, a round about, about what a woman was, what a woman needs, how a woman uh, necessarily can make sure she pleases her man without having to stay with that man if she's just having sex with that man. I don't know what the show is going to be next Thursday, but be sure to tune in same station, same number, same empress, and I hope you guys have a good night. I enjoyed you. Chris Brown. What if the sky was turning red? I know we'd be safe. Right here in my bed Laying face to face Oh girl, I love the way you smile When you rain on me So tonight let's act it out Show you how it's gonna be I'm gonna kiss your other sad lips Hold your body by your legs and have well, can in until we finish Cause we gon' And we gon' do it like it's about to be the end of the world Okay. 
Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am the Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen over.